What's up, everybody? What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Tug of More. Oh, it's time. That's true. It's that time of weekend. Hopefully, you, if you're a faithful listener, you're already subscribed. That's true. So the reason that you saw us is because we just popped right up at the top of your feed. And because you know it's Tuesday morning and you're ready to hang out with your friends, Trustin and Whitney. That's right. Your phone reminded you and you got so excited, I know, when you got the notification because every week we have a conversation between two friends yep. about where we are and where we feel called to be. And there is a fight, a tension, a struggle in between where we are, where we want to be. And that mm-hmm. is the tug of more. That's the tug of more. Can I just be real honest? Yeah. There are some days that that gap between where you are <laughs> and where you want to be feels so such a chasm far such a chasm and when you start writing out the steps oh gosh between where you are and where you want to be it feels so much you're like man forget this yeah i don't even want to do it i'm gonna go work at wendy's and eat some free frosties right but if it was easy to tug into <laughs> like more. what like whatever <laughs> what am i even free, doing free frosties <laughs> do you know how many frosties i would eat if i worked at wendy's i don't know a lot you know, have you you know what frosty is yeah hey, you ever you have the pep, have the peppermint one no. They had a peppermint frosty over Christmas. Oh, I was going to ask you if you ever take your french fries and dip them in the frosty. I'm going directly to heaven, so no. That's sacrilegious. No, it's amazing. Nope. It's, it's coming like from how, Oklahoma. It's No, it's like... Coming you know, from applesauce, inner macaroni and cheese. Hey, that's true. It's good. Try it. No, no it's not. No, not until you try it. Either one. No, it's Wendy's vomit frosty in your mouth. and french Sometimes fries. she mixes peas in it. Yeah, it's good. Yes, listeners, you heard me right. <laughs> it's good. Listen, macaroni and cheese applesauce and peas hey, all in the same bowl mixed together it's really good is not good do you know what that is what that's the food that you find during the zombie apocalypse yeah. in some unlabeled cans yeah. and you eat it and it just brings you comfort because no. the zombies might get you but it feels and tastes great hey my mom used to make that for us uh she didn't mix it all together but she, she, what she didn't tell you is that she was poor well, and that the only I option didn't know this. the only option she I had didn't for know dinner this. the only option she had for dinner were those three cans the other night like my sister is <laughs> the other night it's been like a month ago my sister texts me and she doesn't <laughs> do the peas but she does mac and cheese and applesauce and she said it's been a day and she sent me a picture and that is like our stress comfort food and what's funny is i sent her back the same picture because i was eating it too isn't y'all, that weird y'all are a mess yeah okay when hey what are your what are your weird foods put in the comments what your weird foods are and yeah. uh so that we can so i can if be dis- so i can be disgusted by you you like chocolate and you like french fries try them together i guarantee you i know yeah i get it the sweet and salty that would be good i'm more of a purist though i know you are i know you are so guys so many exciting things happening uh at more church that's true we're having fun we're doing but it i good. think one of my favorite most exciting things what? is that your girl pastor whitney what preached oh. the most fire sermon you're on this so, Sunday. You're silly. I'm telling you, if you listen to us here, but haven't ever, okay. haven't ever jumped over to what's you being should. produced on Sunday. That's true. We, we good do a pretty good job. God. Hey, I can say she that was, about you. I'm, she was preaching day. Sunday about getting off the throne of protection, how we try to protect ourselves. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty good word. It was Dude. from Jesus, not me. So, so it worked out well. listen, you need to go and listen to it. That's true. I'm excited about what you're Get over about. there. Oh, and she told a story about how another woman saw her husband naked. That's true. <laughs> Aaron said the amount of people who walked up to him and said, wow, I learned a lot about you today was really funny. And I thought he would double down and say like stronger things. But I think he was actually a little bit embarrassed, but it worked out. You know I asked I'm, permission. You know what I'm tempted to do? What? I'm tempted to tell you to tell the story. But what I would rather do oh, yeah, is just them tell go. them, hey, if you didn't see the message, yeah. You have to go and see why Whitney's husband was fully naked, but naked, bent over, and viewed. I did like this. <laughs> viewed by another single woman. Single young. That's a lady. teaser. It is. It was good. Go to a more church. Uh, 
uh, YouTube and check it out. Yeah, they should. Can we tell the other story, though, that we've never been allowed to tell? Or is Which it too one? risque for even the podcast? Which one? California. No, you can tell it. It's funny. You think? I don't know. What are we going to get canceled? I mean, yeah, they would have canceled me 83 times. I was going to say. Uh, we all, the four of us, uh, let's put in a picture of our spouses. We haven't, we haven't showed them in a while. So Rachel and I and Aaron Witt, we were in California for, I don't know why. Some conference or something. It's been like five years ago. It's and been a so while ago. we're there and we go to this like food court kind of like outdoor though. It's California. So yeah. we were in uh, Uppity, Huntington like, Beach. I don't know. Yeah. Huntington Beach. And we were out like out on like a deck patio, yeah. but food court. Like literally off the ocean. And so all three of them love seafood. Yeah, we do. And so they're all into seafood. So they go to some place that's like a seafood bowl. Yeah, full of like uncooked noodles or something yeah. with yogurt on top. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no. You're a seafood hater. So you got... I a, eat sushi, but that's kind of the extent of yeah. my seafood. So you got a burger, I'm pretty sure. Or something. Yeah, so I went to another place that had that's burgers. Right. And I'm like, you know, let me get a burger, fries, frosty knot on the fries. <laughs> and so as they, uh, you know, with the, the lady who's taking my order, she's talking to me like I'm a totally normal person, yeah. you know? Yeah, And she says, hey, where are you sitting? Because so I can so we can bring you this food when yeah. it's done. I said, oh, I'm sitting right over there. And I saw Aaron and Aaron had done some training classes yeah. for his job at Harvard. And so he bought a Harvard hat. Yeah. Like he's a Harvard graduate. He's a Harvard business school. <laughs> for our <laughs> class. For our weekend. And so Aaron's wearing a Harvard hat. And so I say to the girl who's working there, I said, oh, see over there, the guy with the Harvard hat. And she changes her entire face, her entire demeanor. And she goes, Harvard, good for you. <laughs> she flicked the wrist, good for you, the nasally thing. And I stood there. At first confused. Confused and shocked and then wanting to laugh and not really knowing how to respond. Yeah, because you realize, oh, she thinks we're like together, together. Like not just <laughs> yes. not just friends, but uh, here together in a relationship. And, and you. Good for you. You got a guy that's uh, that's uh, she looks at She looks at me and you're like, you can't pull a Harvard man. <laughs> And but you so, did. I, but well, you did. You were sitting with him. And so, so Aaron and I regularly joke. Good and for good, good for you. you. Good for you. That's one of our. I we were talking about it earlier, and I just said that's one of those stories I wish we could tell on a Sunday. But there's too many like uh, risque. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Too uh, questionable. Questionable things. Hot topics. Hot topics. So it makes us laugh, and we can tell it on the podcast because that's why we have a podcast. <laughs> I want to. I want to do, do a series someday called Hot Topics. Yeah, we will. But not the store, like the pizzas. Hot pocket. Oh, hot pocket. <laughs> but we'll of call course. it of hot course. topics. And we'll get a guy that looks like Jim. Uh, what's his name? Who? Jim Gaffigan. You can get a guy like Jim oh, Gaffigan yeah. to make video. Hot topics. <laughs> No, we won't do that one. Yeah, that's funny. Um, but yes, you were uh, eating a cheeseburger in California. Makes us laugh. But today, what are we talking about? I can't even remember it now. Okay, so here's the thing. We are pastors. This is what we do. It's oh, yes. our calling, our profession. Right. But it's also our life. Yes. Like, I do not just work for the church. Correct. My calling in life is to work for God. And in this season, he has me at a local church doing what I'm doing. Right. But I live and breathe reaching people. Yeah. You live and breathe yeah. reaching people. We're not, this is not a nine to five. It doesn't really matter where we live or, or where we live, where we work, or yeah, or even where I live. I have always been someone who, yeah, part of my passion and calling is pastoring people yeah. wherever I am in the moment, helping them further 
themselves in their relationship with God and helping them uh, be more connected to God. So it's part of just who we are as yeah. people. So yeah, everything that we do is surrounded around um, our calling and yeah. what, what we're doing in ministry. The local church right now is the job that we have. Yeah. And so that's our context. Yeah. And so this conversation today, you know, we have a lot of different conversations that can be around life or marriage or parenting yeah. or like personal Leadership. health, right. but this one's kind of around, around church culture, I mm -hmm. guess. And I think that we have, uh, I want to talk about, uh, consumer Christians. Okay. How do we say it earlier? Yeah. Consumer Christianity. Consumer Christianity. Yeah. A consumer Christian. So we, we did that. We're in this series right now, uh, at the church called get off the throne. Right. And so a couple of weeks ago, we talked on the idea of get off the throne of preference mm, Yep. and how we in our lives can make our preference, what we want, right. Our opinion, our comfort, what makes us most comfortable, right. Our comfort zone is our preference. Right. And that that preference, when it sits on the throne, when it's in charge, we're very hard pressed to ever get into more. Right. Because more equals obstacle or difficulty or pulling or fighting or doing right. something. But our, our preference, and I, I've, <laughs> I've watched so many Christians that have accepted the forgiveness of Jesus, mm -hmm. but it is still only about their preference. Yeah. It's only about consuming and what, what they get, what, what they get, what's in it for them. Right. For you and I, so let's just talk about it for you and I, the reason why it's so contrary to us is because I, even as young people, mm -hmm. part of what we both felt called to in life, um, was not to just consume, but then to take everything that God's taught us and give it back to those around us. And yeah. so it's so contrary to who we are. However, I think in the last probably three years, COVID, all of the things of life that we all got real comfortable sitting on the couch, being home by ourselves, for sure, doing our online order, getting it delivered to our front door. Yeah, all I want to Uber Eats. I don't even want to have to leave my house. I want right. to stay comfortable. And so now, because comfortable is safe. Yes, comfortable is so safe and culture has so gone in the direction of comfort and consumerism that we are seeing it even more drastically in the church than we even did yeah. 15, 20 years ago. I think because the world has become so consumer in nature. And so yeah. it's something you and I are, are wrestling with and have been talking about a lot lately because we're seeing it more and more, even in people who we would have, um, careful Whitney, but uh, we would have previously said, Oh, these are very devout followers of Jesus. Right. And so in our, in our, in that sentence to us would have been followed up with the definition, meaning people who will give their all, yeah, all their time, all their resource, all their energy. But what we've really found is that so many people are just stuck, They're stuck in their consumering stuck in their, in their comfort. Yeah. They call themselves disciples, right? People can call themselves disciples, right? because they're constantly listening to a new pastor or reading another book, or they're in a new downloadable discipleship program, right. but really they just have Christian entertainment Yeah, and they're consumer Christians. Mm -hmm. And it's become so obvious to me in this last season, yeah. um, while our church has walked through what it's been walking through, yeah. how fickle, Mm -hmm. how fickle people can be. Right. We taught, it's been a while. I don't even remember what message, but we talked about this idea of is Jesus your savior or your Lord? Mm -hmm. There's a difference. 
If you ask Jesus in your heart, he's your savior. He's yeah. saved you. He's a fireman. He came into a disaster and he saved you. But he's not, is he your Lord? Is he the guy who gets to call the shots? Does right. he have governance over your life? And I think that a vast majority of like North American Christians have received salvation in such a gentle, comfortable, cush life that he's not, he's not really our Lord. Like you look at other countries yeah. in China right now, there's an exploding underground church growing. Yeah. People are accepting Jesus at rates of thousands of people a day. And do you know what happens if they get caught? They're, they're, they're beheaded. Yeah. They are shunned from their family. Right. Their children are imprisoned, but yet thousands of people. Who, who do you think right. out of us in our latte drinking, four service option, 60 minute service mm. with perfectly set air conditioning are more devout Christians. Us or the people that are having to meet in basements right. with the threat of death. No, it's true. Like when you put, when you put it in right. that contrast, like what, what would we actually be willing to sacrifice yeah. for our faith? Right. And, and as I look all across the landscape, um, man, we in America have, and it's pastor's faults. No, it's as pastors, you just said it, it's pastor's you faults. just convicted even me, as you said in our latte drinking for service options. I'm like, dang, you and I have argued harder for more options for more services mm -hmm. to give people the more convenience to but show the, up. The reason is because so many pastors and churches yeah. are consumer focused right. that then you find yourself competing. Right. With both the other consumer-focused places and the consumers themselves. I'm just going to say it all. Can no. I say it all on well, here? Well, that's the whole, that's the whole thing. I love Pastor Craig Rochelle. Can I, can I say this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. cut it out. No, say it. I love Pastor Craig yeah. Rochelle. No, he's doing a great thing, and he is I think that he's, he's been a gift to the kingdom. Absolutely. Um, his church created the Bible app. Right. They are translating scripture globally. Yeah. They have 45 campuses. Yeah, it's crazy. Doing crazy things. But something really unique happened to us here locally. Yeah. And that's that a life church, which is Pastor Kruger's show, yeah. opened up here locally, just mm -hmm. down the street from us. And in the last, since they opened, you can see in, in our dynamic, mm -hmm. the consumer-driven Christian. Absolutely. Because right now where we are, church is growing, thriving, doing great ministry, massive amount of fruit. Right. In all areas, not only numerical or financial, right, right, right. but in like life change of yeah. people. Uh, but we don't have any of the amenities right now. Right. We have no amenities. We do not have a nice lobby, comfortable parking, nice bathrooms, right. close kids areas. Mm -hmm. We're missing easy access right off the freeway. We're missing a lot of right. these amenities. Yeah. And um, the number of people mm -hmm. that just shift to comfort yeah. for comfort's sake has been shocking to Yeah, me. it's been something that was at first confusing and concerning to yeah. us. 
as in at ourselves made us go, okay, are we doing something wrong? Are we missing it? Are we misunderstanding? Are we like missing the mark? Then we realized, oh no, it's not that uh, we're doing something bad. It's that we're doing something different. It's that we are not marketing to a consumer Christian. And right. therefore, because of that, we have to determine, okay, what is it and who is it uh that we are mark marketing to. And I yeah. think uh, somebody listening could be like, okay, pastors, what is your point of this conversation? Why are you even bringing this well, up? Well, I'm even nervous to bring that up because I'm not slamming. No, exactly. Because the truth is there are a lot of people that could look at us Correct. and say the exact same things that I said about Life Church. Right. In their, in, in a, from their context. From their context. And so what, what we've had to do is go, okay, we are not... Um, a yeah consumer focused because well, the re oh uh, maybe sorry i don't want to interrupt no you can go i i think what i'm what i'm saying is that but what's funny is that the minute that we get those amenities oh right then, then some of the people then stuck in then what's going to happen back. we're going to get all these amenities right we're going to get the building and the kids thing and the this and that's gonna be all flashy and all nice and comfortable and you know what's going to happen unfortunately People are going to leave the church that they've been going to and have community right. and actual roots down, and they're going to leave somewhere they should stay, right? Just to come to the new check out the new the comfort. new coffee shop that's in town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, exactly. And I that's the whole point of the conversation. That the reason we've even been having it is as we're recognizing, okay, the season we're in, but we're pro we're about to shift into what yeah. you just said, a new yeah. season. Okay, who are the people? Uh, that we should allow in spaces of leadership in the church. Come on. Who are the people that we should allow to lead the groups and lead the teams and do the things? Um, because what we've recognized is if we continue to put consumer type mentality people in those spaces, then we will never be able to build what God's called us to build. We'll never be able to continue to grow and, and, uh, uh, prosper what God's called us to build because, uh, Though it's completely different, mm -hmm. it's still very specific and intentional to uh, to this house. And so, like, it's a really easy thing to just want to copy paste somebody else's model, yeah, uh, because it's beautiful. It's working for them, and it's like you said, it's nothing against them. It's just not what we've been asked to do. Right. And so the the uh, the temptation is to compare and to think, oh, well, our worship team is not like their worship team. No, it's not supposed to be. Yeah. The, uh, our our kids space is not like their kids space. No, right. They created the app for kids like for yeah. all like it's not supposed to be. But also who are we then supposed to be? And then who are we supposed to put in those spaces? Because if we don't know who we are in the recipe of how we do what we do, then we will be changing the way we make it all the time. Dude, it's so good. And so like the reason you're talking about a Wendy's frosty is this because it is the same frosty you've been eating since you were five years old. Yeah. There's nostalgia in it. There is for you because you understand it's going to taste exactly the same yeah. every single time. Yeah. And what we want to do is create a place where you know who we are. We know who we are. You know that we're always, you're always going to get from us what we've set out to be. And if we allow consumer people in leadership spaces rather than what's the opposite? I don't know the word of that of who we are. Um, um, an owner. Yeah. Yeah. Owners and operators of, of yeah. uh, this place that God's allowed us uh, in the season to steward, then we will not be writing and creating 
uh, the meal on the recipe that God's called us to. And so that's so why good. for you and I, this conversation has been just stirring and a part of yeah. it and is important to our tug of war audience because wherever they are, they've got to understand who they're marketing to. And then they've got to understand who they're not marketing to. Yeah. And, and the consumer Christianity can be really defeating yeah. for all kinds of pastors. And well, leaders. so I talked about the life church yeah. piece of them moving yeah, into yeah. town and probably 200 yeah. people that have shifted. Yeah, probably. I don't yeah. know. I mean, lots, yeah. lots. At least tried it out. Maybe they came back. Maybe they didn't. But. And I was talking to a guy, you know, sometimes when people leave the church, they just leave. Right. Sometimes people leave the church and they stab you on the way out. <laughs> and so I was talking to a guy who was stabbing me on his way out. And, uh, and he starts telling me about how great everything they do is. How much better. Right. And he started, he lists everything. He lists the message, the worship, the kids, the facilities. He tells me how much better everything is than what we're doing. Right. And I said to him, I said, well, man, should we just close down? Like he's telling me they're leaving the church because mm -hmm. they feel more. Now, this guy has tons of community in the church. Yeah. Family, community, all kind of people. Should should we just close down? Right. If they're doing it so much better, should we just go Give to up? a a a one national church model? Yeah. Where there's just a spiritual head and there's just a voice and they perfectly polish and package it. Now, I understand that you could be listening and go, man, Pastor Trustin's bitter. No, 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 I'm not bitter. I was. God's had me through a journey to learn a lesson. What I am is concerned. Mm -hmm. I'm concerned about the state of the kind of Christians that we're growing in local churches. Yeah. Because if what we consider growth is only butts and seats, right? Then all we're developing is consumer Christians. Yeah. And if all we're doing, and that's not to if, say if that you, if you, uh, if you, you, you like to shop at Dillard's. Yeah. Okay. If you go to Dillard's and after five times of going to Dillard's, they, somebody spits on you and kicks you and, and steals your credit card and charges double. Yeah. These are all employees. Yeah. You're going to quit going. Correct. Okay. So here's what the danger can be is we're starting to coddle people so much right. that then when they go to church and they get convicted, right. Biblically convicted, they consider that an offense towards them. Absolutely. Our, we did a series called phony faith Yeah. and it shrunk our church. Yeah. Well, that's when because you talked about, that's when it was that you talked about the Lordship versus Savior. Yeah. Because you, it was such a convicting series of understanding that, uh, yes, he can save us from hell, Yeah, but he wants to be in control of every moment, every bit of our life. Yeah. And if we are just walking around saying we love Jesus, but then doing what we want to do, that's a phony, that's a phony representation and of if who we're, Jesus is. If we're only concerned with what we're doing to be flashy right. and attractional and sheep swapping, yeah. I think that the long term like breakdown of that mm -hmm. becomes really dangerous to us as a body. Yeah. Not just one church, but like yeah, all and the churches. What I want to be clear in is you're not saying that that's what Pastor Craig is doing. You're no, not saying no. that he's trying to create a culture of no. consumerism and a coddle. No, no what I'm you're not. Saying, and no. I'm sorry. I know I know Pastor Craig won't ever see this. 
if you do, what's up? Really appreciate your ministry. Yeah, I yeah. do. That's really no, true. No, that's not what you're saying. I'm, I'm you're saying, saying that all it is, is there's this new flashy thing in town. Yeah. I don't think it's going to last forever. There's this new flashy thing in town and it has raked in right. consumers from all of these other campuses. Right. As, as anything new might do. And so. Which it's fine yeah. when it's a restaurant. Right. It's fine when a new Mexican restaurant opens in your town. Well, it happened here in Mansfield. There was a barbecue restaurant that I used to love to go to. And then another barbecue restaurant opened and I liked it better. Right. And so you know what I do? I go to that barbecue restaurant mm-hmm. instead of the one that I had been going to. But there's a difference when it is, when it, there's a difference when we view ourselves as not only a consumer. When you're only a consumer, pick the restaurant you like better. No, right. But when you view yourself as a owner operator, mm-hmm. when you view yourself as God is a calling on your life, and you're here to help establish his kingdom on earth, where are you most needed? Right. You know how many tr- people I meet in Mansfield that drive all the way from here to go to Gateway Church? Yeah, yeah. Now, again, uh, incredible church. Right. Pastor Robert Morris is a gift to the body of Christ. Mm-hmm. But these people that are driving to Gateway once a month mm-hmm. and aren't involved or engaged anywhere, right. they just go once a month... They're, they're only consuming. They're not contributing. Yes. Correct. Correct. And that's the concern is that the, uh, that the, the world that we live in today, the, the, uh, even the secular world, I guess would be the, the phrase that we would use as opposed to Christian culture is, is also consumers. We are the highest right. debt generation that it has existed we are the our my kids and all of uh man they they are they don't know what it is to scrounge for a 69 cent party burrito at taco right. bueno they're right. gonna go eat a 15 dollar meal every time they go out to eat yeah. you know and so like uh it's it is a an intrinsic part of our culture but as christians we're called to be in the world but not of it and i think what you are saying the big concern we see is that as disciples of Christ, we are called not to just love Jesus, but then to do what the great commission tells us to do, to go into all the world and to really reach those around us. And instead what we're seeing is that so many people are getting really comfortable checking the box of Sunday morning, sitting their butt in a seat for a moment, being fed what feels good to them, makes them feel happy and encouraged to know they're doing good and they can go out into the world and just keep living every other day like anybody else. Yeah. And yet what what God's called us to do is to use our gifts. In fact, uh, the Bible is very specific that we've all been given gifts yeah. and we are to use them to serve those around us. And so what we're seeing is that media and culture drives even the church. It, it really does. And mm-hmm. so now uh, the people that we're encountering. It's so, uh, yeah, sad and disheartening to see that right now it feels like a lot of people are just in that consumer mentality. And I don't know, we've been talking about it. I don't know how we as the church, the big C church, shake it up and get him to I think, shift. I think that we just have to be aware. Right. We have to be aware and we have to understand what we're doing while we're doing it. Yeah. So that, that we're not only doing things that are attractional to tickle ears or to make people laugh or to make people feel, it feels even gross and it's conflicting to even say, but to just make people happy. Right. Are we called to just make people happy? Right. And again, I'm not saying 
that Life Church or Gateway Church is doing that. No, no, that's no, not no. what I'm saying. And if if you're watching this, you need to understand that this is in a context of time that a new Life Church campus just opened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so this is a this is a this is momentary a thing. No, it's you're what you're comparing is the exact same as like uh, Brady is from D Queen, Arkansas, which is a small town. Brady's one of the girls on our staff. Yeah, and she, uh, you know, they had a local grocery store there for years that was thriving and growing, and like that's where people would go to get their everything they needed. But mm-hmm. then Walmart came into town, mm-hmm. and when Walmart came into town, within two years, that grocery store shut down. Yeah, and that happened because Walmart has a big name and a big, uh, and it, it's its job. A store is built to uh, bring in consumers. Right. And so what we're saying is, uh, but the danger for that little town is right. Is it probably closed three or four stores in town. Right. And for so sure. now what happens when Walmart raises its price? Right. What happens when Walmart's theology shifts? Right. No, for sure. What, what happens when one of those people fall? Right. What happens? Exactly. What, what happens? And there are certain things that Walmart doesn't order, offer. Right. Absolutely. You know, well, yes, Walmart sells nails, but they're but they're putting Ace Hardware out of business all over the country. Yeah. But Ace Hardware met a need that Walmart right. didn't, and so now there's this gap. Yeah. That's that's left, and so I don't know. This is a deep one. I didn't even think we were going to go. No, I, but I think it's important. So I think it's important for a couple things. It's yeah. important for church leaders which some of our audiences. And so it's important because you and I have learned what you just said. If we only cater to make people happy or to their comfort or to their consumerism. Are we actually discipling them? Are we actually helping disciple them? And the truth of the matter is, if we're only doing it because we know that they are, at some point, they're gonna get ticked off uh, at something we don't do right. Like that's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. If we we are catering to consumers, then our consumers will leave when the next big thing in town shows up. If you eat at a restaurant long enough, you're going to find a hair on your on your yeah, plate. Right. It's going to happen. Right. And yeah. and uh, and so right now it's Life Church, but when Gateway brings the campus down further south, then all the people will leave Life Church and go there. Like it, it is a if they have a consumer mindset, and if we continue as the church, as church leaders, to try to cater and compare, mm-hmm. then we're just going to be chasing our tails always and yeah. forever, exhausted, frustrated, and what you said having to fight bitterness instead of going, no, we're all the kingdom of God. Yeah. We're all the body of Christ. Uh, and I think that's an important part of the conversation, but to, then to the church leader, to the church leader. And it's important. I'm glad I le- I'm glad we learned it. So glad. I am glad that the 200 people have left. When we look back over <laughs> who they were, we yeah. recognize that. What do they say? Uh, 20% of the people do 80% of the work, but it's like those, there's that other 10% of the people that like, ask for the 80% of your yeah, emotions take, or something take like that. Take all of your emotional take energy. Take all of your emotional energy. And it's like, oh yeah. Oh, that's who that was. And God, God's brought new ones in. Right. Our attendance hasn't greatly dipped. No, none at all, actually. The, the people that have left, you're sad about, but you realize what it was. Right, right. What it was. And, it, and then contemplate what I should have done differently mm-hmm. to help them not just be consuming what I'm producing. Yeah. And be in that. Ooh, this tastes good. Right. Pastor Trust is so funny. Right. 
And so then the minute yeah. that they say you're not funny, then you start questioning or whatever or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Then you, if we are only catering to the consumer, then we start questioning who we are. We start mm -hmm. shifting who we are. I think it's why people get to that place of their theology shifts oh, is man. because if they're only catering to the ones around them who are, what's Andy Stanley right now, right? It's if they're only catering to the ones who are telling them, ah, good job, attaboy, whatever. The minute those people's opinions change, then you have to start either yeah. changing and shifting with them mm -hmm. or lose the entire following that you've gained. And yeah. so, yeah, it's what's happening. You're right. It's what's happening. We can't just cater. I don't want to get to no, your second point, yeah. but we, we can't just as leaders cater to the consumer. No, we had a meeting with a major giver. Yeah. Uh, four years ago. It's been a while ago. Yeah. Major giver. Yeah. Who disagreed with one of the decisions that we made and we had a decision to make. Yeah. And I remember being in my office and knowing that God had told me to do what we did. Yeah. We, we gave some money to another church. Yeah. Knowing, knowing that it's what God had told us to do. And our, this major giver in the church is kind of rebuking. Yeah. That Frustrated decision. by it. And I had to say, man, I've got to listen to God before I listen to you. Yeah. And that was the beginning of a lesson God wanted me to learn. Yeah about don't listen too closely to the wrong voices. Right. Don't the customer is not always right. Yeah. Don't only cater. The customer is not always right. Absolutely. When you're, when you're, when it comes to what you're teaching and preaching and producing and like the focus of your ministry, but also we're not called to create customers. We're called to create disciples. If we wanted to draw a crowd, we'd get Hooters girls to take up the offering. Exactly. I'm just saying. This is an actual conversation we've had before. I'm just because, saying if the right. only thing is to draw a crowd. Right. And to get attention, then we can make a circus every week if we want to. Right. Right. But that's not what we're called to do. And so what we have to recognize is if God's called us to disciple people, that when they feel convicted and they leave frustrated by the, their own conviction, yeah. that's not on you. Right. That's not on me. That's on them. Yeah. And that's what the Holy Spirit is trying to work in them. And the truth is it's going to follow them to the next place that their consumer's at. Yeah. And eventually, hopefully, our prayer for them is that God will help them work that out. Yeah. But as leaders, we have to recognize it, understand it, or it will make us lose sleep and maybe, maybe lose some of our, our purpose of what God's called us to do. If yeah. we're, uh, willing to, uh, cater and sacrifice yeah. that. Okay. So, so that was to leaders. Yeah. And so then the other part is to those people to, uh, and just to you, the person, uh, okay. uh the tug on the tug team, okay, let's because talk if we're people who are called into more, then we have to at a certain point, make a decision. Do I want to be a consumer or do I want to be a part of the solution? Do I want to be a contributor? Do I want to contribute? Do I want to help? Do I want to be an owner operator? Do I want to actually affect change? And what is an actual contribution? That's good. That's a good question. What, what, what makes a person beyond just a consumer right. and a contributor? Yeah. You've got to really like wrestle out in your mind. Are you are you making a real contribution? Mm -hmm. And I'm not talking about finances. Well, maybe I am a part. Oh yeah. It's all of but it. like, just because you serve when the church has a big event right. and you put the t-shirt on and you clap and you give $50 a month, does that actually mean that you're right. a contributor right. or are you just a consumer that like scratches the itch mm. of like, this makes me feel good. Right. 
No, being being an actual, a disciple's painful. Right. <laughs> Jesus actual, said, "Take up your cross right. and follow me. Take yeah. up something hard." Yeah. And follow being me. an actual contributor costs something. Yeah. It costs you something. You and I, that's part of why I think for a while it took us a minute, uh, because we were confused because before it was our job and our vocation, we were still people who were willing to make sacrifice in our life. I did and, it for free. Yeah. And, and did it for free when it cost us everything. Yeah. Um, and so I think that that's what for a minute, not because we're so awesome, just because that was what we felt called and compelled to do. Right. And so, so because we've always been contributors, it was confusing to identify helping others shit, make that shift mm -hmm. from consumer to contributor. But it's important. We had a, someone recently that, uh, you know, has great giftings and great skill and ability to help the kingdom of God, but their life is busy. And so to someone who asked them, hey, do you have availability? They just said, you know what? I don't really think I do right now. I don't have any free time. But then later came back and said, you know what? I'm sorry. Actually, God is the one who owns my time. Mm -hmm. And so if he wants me to help, he's going to help me find the time. Yeah. And I think that that is something um, that we have understood so deeply that it's been hard to articulate. That God gives mm. you the grace to make those sacrifices. God gives you the grace as a, as a Christian, as a believer, as a disciple of Christ. Uh, when you look at the idea of sacrificing your time and your energy and all of these things, the truth is that's who God is. He's a reproducer of time, money, resource, all the things. And if we will be willing to just try being a contributor, that sacrifice actually uh, will benefit our lives so much more mm -hmm. because that's who he is. And yeah. so I think we just, the other part of the conversation is to identify where am I being a consumer too much? Where maybe it's just when I, as it relates to my kids. I remember years ago when mm -hmm. we met at Aristide, a lady called me on the phone. That was, was our like, first camp. It was like a wedding. It was like a wedding venue. venue. And yeah. the kids ministry at the time met in an outdoor pavilion. And then, uh, Tim, shout out Pastor Tim would hang these, uh, plastic walls, plastic walls. And what you came up with some sort of like outdoor heating element situation. Yeah. yeah I came up with an outdoor heating element called a propane tank yeah. and, a, was it and a shop, a shop burn, yeah. literal fire, it, literal fire. Like you touch it, kid burns their leg. Fire. And I remember a mom called me one Sunday that I knew from the PCA and she called me one Sunday afternoon and was like, Hey, my daughter went to church with one of the girls from your uh, church today. And did you know that the kids are meeting outside and blah, blah, blah. And she gave me all of these like amenity issues yeah. that she had. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I know that. Yeah. But like, didn't they have fun? Well, yeah, she had a great time and she learned a great thing, but, but she was so hung up on the fact that we had our kids out in a pavilion that she mm -hmm. never let him come back. And the truth is I know them and I know their life. And like, they never really found a church that they got connected to and right. went into. And what makes me sad is like, you know, my son is the same age as their daughter. And I, I look back over the course of the two of their life and I'm like, Oh man, you missed it. You missed all of it because you screwed, you, you screwed it up because you're worried about a pavilion for a minute. Like, and it's sad, uh, but we as believers, so not just church leaders, but as believers have to go, where am I being a consumer? Mm -hmm. I still, as a person on staff at this church can be a consumer. If I'm not paying attention, there are yeah. things that I can get real comfortable in and happy in and like it a certain way. Yeah. And so we have to really look at it. And now this is not an opportunity for pastors to just do crappy jobs. No, this we is still the, have to give on. our best. This is the tug of more, right? So always in our context, we are talking about excellence and pushing forward. That's just like a given here. <laughs> I went to, uh, 
we, as our staff, we took them to a like big shopping area in Dallas and I went to a, a store called shield shields, shields, shields. Yeah, shields. It's like, it's missing a letter in there. Yeah. It's like Dick sporting goods, but on steroids, it has a Ferris wheel on the inside of it's it. It's incredible. And so I'm walking around there and it's amazing. And do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take my family there. Well, yeah, you should. Uh, it's a, it's how far from here? 50 minutes, 45, 45 minute drive. Yeah. I'm going to take my kids. We do not hunt or fish or play sports. But yet I'm going to take them to this incredible... <laughs> no, but you have a chicken. <laughs> I'm saying they have like probably yeah, stuffed chickens we're there. Gonna, we're going to take... Maybe. I'm going to take them to this place. Do you know why? What? To just consume. Yeah. I probably won't hardly spend any money. Mm-mm. I'm just going to go and take... Buy them from something from the candy shop maybe. Buy them something from the candy store. Buy Tess a little Lego. Buy Lily a t-shirt or something. That Ferris wheel is like a dollar. Yeah. So like, yeah, you're just going to go but, get from them, receive from but them. But what's the difference between a store mm-hmm. and, a, and a church as a Christian? How should we be viewing the church that we go to? Oh, it's so, yeah. What should we go for? Right. Do we go for the Ferris wheel? I don't know. It's, it's, a, hard, it's a hard comparison because when it comes to where I go and spend my money, it's only because I'm a consumer. Right. The reason that my barbecue restaurant I like exists, the reason they exist is to make money. Is to sell you food and you come pay for it. That's why they exist. Right. There's no other reason. They stop making money, they stop making barbecue. Yeah. But do you know the reason the church of Jesus Christ exists? Is not to make money. Right. Now, there are some sketchy right. outliers. But for the most part, pastors do what they do to reach people. Yeah. And if Christians could just stay faithful and steady, yeah, every church could grow. Absolutely. Well, the, if king, we could the st- kingdom of God can grow. If we the, could get off the, the point. Th- if we could if every Christian yeah. would get off the throne of their preference, yeah, their own plan, their own power. If they'd get off the throne. <laughs> so this guy that I well, I actually asked a couple guys this as people have been transitioning out of the church. I said, well, what, what legacy do you want to leave? You know, like if you're 50 years old, so 50, you know, in the next 25 years, when you're 75, what legacy do you want to leave for the kingdom of God? Do you want your legacy to be that you went to the, a bunch of different cool churches and have a bunch of t-shirts and four different car stickers on your back window? (laughs) Do you want that to be your legacy? Mm -hmm. Or do you want your legacy to be? that I helped build the kingdom of God. Right, right. Or that I just went to a lot of cool shows. Yeah. It's heavy word, man. No, it's true. I don't want to be preaching, but I kind of... No, but it's part of it's part of the conversation that we have to have uh, if we are really wanting to help everyone tug into more. We can't not say, mm-hmm. hey, if, you, if you're not a follower of Jesus... Hey, Jesus loves you. You should check him out. It's, it's important. But it's, if you are, then it's a big deal to make sure you're saying, am I actually being a real disciple? Because that's part of it. Right. That it's not just, uh, not am just I being what, a good church member? Yeah. But part of being a disciple is getting ourselves planted and rooted and then using our gifts to serve and to build the kingdom of God. It's part yeah. of it. And if we're just hopping from place to place and what feels good and what tastes good and what I'm craving today, 
Am I craving encouragement? Oh, let's watch Joel Olstein. Am I yeah. craving uh, to be like totally inspired? Then I'll turn on Michael Todd. Like yeah. if I'm only craving today the same way I would, do I want Asian food or Mexican food today? Uh, then am I actually being a disciple? Those people are good, uh, incredible pastors and leaders and they sh we should allow ourselves to be fed. That's not what I'm saying. But where am I going to go invest my life? Invest your life. Because do you know what? Every once in a while, you should go listen. Uh, to Joel Osteen. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Because <clears throat> you need a word of encouragement. You need a word. Right. Every once in a while, you need to go and listen to Michael Todd. Right. Or Jensen Franklin. Right. Or uh, John Hagee. Absolutely. Old school Turner Burn preacher. Right. You know why? We need to have a balanced diet as believers. Absolutely. Okay. So that's... We that's, should be that's what we're consuming. We should be consuming content and, and, and allowing ourselves to understand But we're God's talking word. about where but you... we're talking about investing our life. Yeah. Right? Where you invested. Right. Where are we using our gifts? Where are we serving? And where are we actually inviting other people to go to church with us? Right. You know? And where did God call you to? Yeah. I think that sometimes we go and come and leave um, and it has nothing to do with what God's told us. Right. It has everything to do with, um, you know what I'm nervous about? What? I'm nervous that we're going to get the building uh -huh. and be the new flashy thing. Right. And that the new city, the city council will come and elected officials and school board and all these other people will, will come. Because it happened at Matlock when we were running four services. Mm -hmm. And I'm nervous about it, but I'm not. Right. Because I don't want to start catering to that. Right. I did the last time. Yeah. Yeah. But this time when it happens again, I want to stay focused on not catering to the new consumer, mm -hmm. but I want to be faithful to what God's told me to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's a heavy conversation. No, it is, but there, it's, there's a lot to it. It's really good and important. And I think that as we continue, uh, as we, you and I continue in working together and in ministry together, like there's going to be more to that conversation. Yeah. But I think it's a good, uh, it's a good place to start to say, Hey, Am I, am I just being a consumer? Am I being a contributor? And then, uh, and then as a church leader, am I listening to yeah. the consumers or am I listening to the contributors? You know, there's been seasons where we've allowed the voice of a consumer to outweigh the voice of contributors. And as leaders, yeah. we have to look at it and go, no, wait a minute, whose voice am I actually, are, are these people with skin in the game? Or if they're not, then maybe their voice isn't uh, really one that I need to be listening to. And so it's a, it's a deep, heavy all kinds of tangled webs conversation, but it's a big deal. Church, the church that we're a part of should be more than watching Yellowstone. But let's come up with another TV show. Have you ever been watching a TV show that you loved, but then like they got a new writer or producer or something yeah. and like the show like drastically shifted and you're like, nah. Yeah, it's called The Office. And then, oh. and then Michael Scott left. Yeah. Steve Carell left. Yeah, trash. And then you're just like, no, no, what, what? No. And thankfully, they, they ended the show soon enough that it was good. It was fine. We but, should view our church differently than that. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. not just about what we get to watch. Right. There's a lot more to a church than what they do on a stage on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. That's yes. good. It's a good conversation. That's good. It's good. We love y'all. Hey, and there, th yeah, this, so. this could be one of those ideas that opens up a lot of questions. Yeah. And so if you have a question... Hit us. Right. We'd love to talk about them. We need to do another episode soon where we're just answering 
uh, the questions that have came in. Yeah, we're not we're not uh, bothered by the question or even the pushback. Like if you have another opinion Push, or baby. thought, it's totally fine. That's how we the fight and the tension to get to the tug of war require, requires a lot yeah. of question and conversation. And so, hey, we're here for it. And we're uh, grateful that you're here for it. Fantastic. Love you guys. Love y'all. See you next time.